PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ryan Hunt, Devin Hester from the 16. Looking for Lane, he's got one. Watch out here. If he gets a couple of blocks, he's gone. Devin Hester, the rookie from Miami. Touchdown. 84-yard punt return for a touchdown by Devin Hester. He got a big block from another rookie, Mark Anderson. And he takes it to the house. Ah, there have been some good things happening in this Bears-Packers rivalry. That was one of them. Devin Hester on a punt return, 2006. And, uh, yeah, we can only hope for good things. First, we got to figure out who's returning punts and what his name is. And there's been so many different guys over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Bears and Packers, 720 kick up at Lambeau Field. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley here with the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. And as we do each and every show that we do a pregame for, we go to our guy, J.D. Jeff Turkison, brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. And, J.D., you can be the first to tell us that there's bad news on the defense. There is. Uh, Team Hicks, guys, will be inactive tonight. That hamstring injury he suffered against the Vikings on Monday before the bye has not healed to the point where he can give it a go. Now, obviously, because we're not traveling for ESPN, I'm at home tonight, but Rob Domofsky, who's our great Packers reporter, uh, has been keeping me up to date on what's going on at Lambeau. Um, they tried to have Hicks tested out a little bit before the game, but it's just not going to be a go for him tonight. So that that's disappointing. Charles Leno, if that excites you, uh, <laughs> is active tonight uh, with that toe injury. They're going to they're going to move some pieces around on that offensive line. You know what they were really trying to do this week, guys, is to just find a way to put their five best out there because they're obviously struggling on the offensive line, but just find a way to get your five best guys out there. You might have to move some positions around, but that's what they won tonight with Trubisky. You would think they'll try to run the ball more early tonight, you would think. And Mitch, I'm sure, will have the green light to run whenever possible. Um, so they'll, they'll make some changes up front, but Leno uh, right now is listed as active. And Nick Foles, as we assumed, you know, Matt Nagy wasn't going to deactivate him on Friday, but he is inactive tonight. So if something happens to Trubisky, Tyler Bray uh, is on the the game night roster tonight, and he would be your quarterback. We have seen, if you watch the Denver game today, guys, you've seen stranger <laughs> things at quarterback on this NFL Sunday. So that would not be a, uh, a huge shot because, you know, honestly, one thing we haven't talked much about, guys, with Trubisky is that he is coming off another injury. He has been hurt a lot in a very young career, and he is someone that moves around, and he'll take some big hits, I'm sure, this evening, and, and he could expose himself to some, some possibilities of getting, of getting knocked out. So um, I chuckle when I mentioned Tyler Bray, but, I mean, it would not be crazy to think that maybe if it goes really south um, and Trubisky's taking some big hits, that maybe that's ultimately where this thing ends up tonight, and wouldn't that be just a debacle? Well, and J.D., you alluded to it. It's pick your poison time, right? You're dead last in the league in rushing. The offensive line you just went through is a mess. Even when it's healthy, you don't know how effective. Well, you do know it hasn't been very effective since maybe week three of the season. And you, know, you, do, you still have to run the ball. You still have to run the ball, as you said earlier. 
So how committed is Matt Nagy talked about? Hey, did you see the Colts game? You see what they did? We talked about it earlier in the show. They came out after halftime, down 14 points. They ran the ball and stuck to it. So even given all your issues, uh, how committed will Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy be to try to establish some sort of ground game? Brian, I would love to tell you on this beautiful Sunday after Thanksgiving <laughs> that they're going to be committed to run the ball. I have been saying that for two years, that I think they finally get the message that if they don't run the ball, they're not going to have much success. And what happens? Every week we talk on the pregame show. they got to run the ball. they got to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Here we go. You know, David Montgomery's back this week. You know, the concussion protocol, he's, he's okay, thank, thank goodness. Although it was a bad concussion, he suffered. He told us that. Yeah. You would think the timing is right to just go out there and just run the heck out of the football. And I think maybe that's what they're going to do early. But here's the thing, Brian. You talked about what Nagy said about the conviction that Frank Reich showed to run the ball despite being down in the second half. Guys, have we ever seen the Bears have that type of conviction? Like, when they fall behind, they just junk the run. And that's been for now, not two years, but three years, okay? That's what's happening here. So, I would, I, my guess is this. They're going to come out tonight. Everything is going to be quick for Mitch. Get the ball out of his hands quick, right? Quick routes, boom, sideline routes. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller is going to move the ball around. They're going to scramble with him. He's going to have some design runs. They're going to run the ball. They're going to do their best to get off to a good start. Eventually, as it always does, it will bog down. This is what happens every week. Now, do they stick with it or do they start to panic? Because the Packers will undoubtedly, even though the Bears' defense is good, no Akeem Hicks hurts, they're going to score some points tonight. Right. So, do they, do they see this thing through? And if they do, that would be like a miraculous epiphany that we, we just haven't seen. But until they do that, it's really hard to sit here with you guys with a straight face and say, oh, yeah, they're going to see this through because they've got this strong belief in their ground game, knowing that they've never shown us any um, resemblance of having a strong commitment to their ground game. You know, J.D., and then when they put Cordero Patterson back there, they almost tell are telling everybody he's getting the ball. Uh, they put him in motion sometimes. They have thrown him a couple passes over the last um, game or two. Um, the reason he's in the backfield is because he can't catch the ball. That's why he's been with several teams, um, right. and he's not really good at it. But he's actually he's actually had a really good year this year. I'm not, you know, um, but you hate to put it. But for weeks – I've been yelling about Lamar Miller, and I think I've talked to you like two weeks ago. And you said, well, he must not be healthy enough, or he did come back, and he, they threw him some balls. But they didn't just put him in the backfield and let him run the ball. I mean, no. do you think we could see you know, him and Montgomery uh, in there for a little while, and maybe less of Cordero Patterson? I would like Doubt to it, say right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and here's the thing, too. So you mentioned Patterson. And I think, Fred, what you're talking about, speaks to the predictability of what they do on offense. Like, it's just, it's very predictable. Mm-hmm. If Patterson goes in motion, more times than not, he's getting the ball in the jet sweep. If he lined up the backfield, he goes out of the more than not, he's going to get the ball pitched his way. And then you watch these other teams around the league. Now, the Rams are not playing well today. And uh, Robbie could end this for them. Uh, maybe it's a field goal coming up here, but... The Rams are a great example of how they just build everything off their offense. They have so many different ways they can run plays 
off the same sets, right. off the same high motion. And Sean McVay, I mean, the guy is a, is a master. He's a master at calling plays. Now, San Francisco has hung in there tough today, and they've really played a great game with Mullins as their quarterback. And again, I think Robbie might hit this field goal and beat him. But with the Bears, nothing ever builds off anything else. And it didn't happen last week with Bill Lazor. So it, it's just, it's hard to know. It's hard to, you always want to um, hope for the best, but expect the worst, right? Like, but it's really hard to hope for the best because we just haven't, there's nothing that we can say, oh, this is working, or there's a breakthrough here, or this is, this is on the cusp of uh, becoming something good offensively. Because just when you start to get a little excited about a player or um, an, a game plan, it just all vanishes. So that's just where I think the Bears are. And, you know, this is a tough game for them on prime time against the Packers. No one has much expectation. Maybe that's a good thing. Right. You know, guys, I, I, I got to tell you, um, Mitch had a very, uh, I don't want to say cavalier attitude on Friday, you know, but he sort of like gave me one of those vibes against Zoom where he's like, you know, I'm just going to go do what I want to do. I'm just going to do my thing. Uh-huh. So maybe, but maybe that could actually make him more dangerous tonight. You know, maybe, maybe that he actually could just be like, screw it. I'm just going to do my thing, work with laser, not going to talk to Nagy, you know, I'm going to see, try to trust my abilities. That's the kind of, that's the sort of the vibe that he gave off on Friday. So if that's the case and he goes out there with nothing to lose and doesn't overthink it, you know what? Maybe they do have a little more success offensively than most of us expect they do. You know, that, J.D., I got the same vibe, and, and it was different than, you know, kind of buttoned down Mitch Trubisky that we, we got to know as a starting quarterback. And that said, you still wonder between the ears, he talked about wanting to play this, in this league a long time, and as Fred noted, given who started uh, the quarterback starting in Week 12 today, he will be playing somewhere next year for years to come. Um, but is he going to put pressure on himself to to – just flip a switch and be that number two overall pick? Or is he just going to go out there without a care in the world and, and just throw it around the yard and see what happens? I would hope, Ryan, honestly, that he goes out there without a care in the world tonight. I really do. Now, that's easier easier said than done, right? I mean, look, the reality is, you know, he's probably going to have to sign someplace to be a backup next year. Sure. Um, and maybe he finds a great situation where a team needs a starting quarterback and he can maybe enter another competition over the summer. I, I don't. I would say right now it would be hard to see any team just give him the keys to the kingdom and say, here you go, buddy. You're our new guy, big press conference. You know, like I don't, I don't see that happening, but you know, I, I think, I think it's in, I think what's interesting is clearly he's done with Nagy, right? We all can, I think everyone can admit that. Sure. I mean, he, when you talk about being blindsided, right. I mean, that's, you know, he's done with Nagy and Nagy I'm sure is done with him. They're not going to, trash each other publicly, but that's certainly the, uh, the appearance. I wonder if him and laser can get something going, maybe, uh, because I don't think if he, I don't think if Mitch comes back and Nagy's calling plays, that could be a real bad uh, situation. Not like fighting or anything, but I mean, just in terms of accomplishing anything on the field. So I'm a little intrigued to see if, if laser can do a little better tonight with Mitch, you know, maybe the offensive lines a little more athletic tonight. Uh, they move a little better, but uh, this is a this is a, and it's so funny, Fred. When you played that Devin Hester highlight coming out, yeah. and Brian, I was at that game, right? And that that was the era where the Bears caught up to the Packers. 
Remember that? That was at like oh five, oh six. Yep. You know, there was that time where you're like, oh wow, after all, after the nineties, the bleak nineties, it's turning a little bit. Um, this is not where we're at right now in Bears Packers. <laughs> right? This is a different spot. So yeah. this is a, this is a very the, the Bears problems aside. This is a very tough game for them to win tonight against a very good Packers team. You've seen enough of these games that you were just talking about, and you've seen Aaron Rodgers have tremendous games. And we talk so much because, you know, Jalen Johnson, one of the guys, and you don't always get a lot of rookie corners coming in and playing well, but he's got 13 pass breakups this year. But he, I don't, I'm looking at the other quarterbacks he's played against this year. He hasn't played against anybody like, like Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a schooling for him, I think. Yeah, well, he, he, he get a Brady, right? I mean, a Brady. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. When when the Bucks came, well, yeah. no, no, but but this is, I mean, I think Tom Brady is one of the greatest of all time. I would say just right now, based on how these two are playing, respectively, Rogers Brady, that Rogers seems to be much more effective at at this point. And boy, would Rogers love to have some of those weapons that Brady has down in Tampa? I mean, sure. can you imagine Mike Evans yeah. playing for, I mean, the uh, the Packers right now. But Rodgers is – he's just making do with what he's got. And it, it is remarkable. They're also coming off a loss to the Colts that they were very upset about. Um, they, that was a game they should have won. They, they just let that one slip away. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a challenge for for the entire defense, as it always is with Aaron Rodgers. And I thought the, the, really the most enjoyable guy's part – of the week was listening to Chuck Pagano. <laughs> we talk about him. Yeah. Talk about the stress that Rogers puts on. Look, that, that, and that's real too. Like he's looking at your substitution patterns, and he's he's catching you all the time with twelve men on the field before you're ready to substitute. You know, if you you you, you roll a guy in there too late, he's burning you. Um, I think defensively, the Bears are playing excellent football. I do think Akeem Hicks is a loss. But, you know, Roquan Smith's playing really well. Trevathan's playing well. Khalil Mack. Eddie Jackson is back on the roster. He's fine after being on the reserve COVID-19 list this week. But this is, uh, this is a guy who doesn't have a ton of weapons, is still, you know, relatively new in this LaFleur system, and is just playing out of his mind. Yeah. That's well, for, go ahead, Brian. Well, J.D., you, you, I want to pick up on something you said about Matt Nagy uh, and play calling, and now obviously Bill Lazor's doing, but his offense and his – as you said, nothing was built upon the previous play. It was almost like he was randomly ordering off a, a menu, right, off the number five and, and number eight. And other, you know, other people say, said the same thing, and yet he was supposed to be the offensive genius. He was, and I was so excited when he got the job because he talked about collaboration and he saw the people who surrounded him or who he surrounded himself with and you thought young and old, and it was a nice uh, collection of offensive minds. And shortly into his tenure, the whole thing fell apart. And then he started changing those offensive minds. And, you know, the results are even worse than before. Does, how does that change moving forward? I, I, I'm, um, I'm as confused as anybody as to why the offense is the way it is because you can keep pointing to like, obviously last year, there were two areas you would look at and say, well, or three, you could say, okay, you know, Mitch was, was pretty average. The offensive line didn't play great. They had no tight ends. I mean, there's, there's always excuses this year. You could say, well, they made the change of quarterback. The offensive line has still been kind of rough. Um, but the really great play callers, 
find a way to overcome that. I mean, yeah, is it is it easier when you're watching Patrick Mahomes and you had, you're coaching him, uh, or you got you know DeAndre Hopkins, or I mentioned Mike Evans, or all these guys? Yeah, but I thought that they were going to be able to find a way to at least make this passable, and it hasn't happened. So where where this goes, Brian, after the season, I I really I don't know. I, I don't know how. You can argue that it's going to get any better. But then again, I don't know how you can go out and bring in some new play caller and pair him with a head coach whose sole background is play calling and offense. Yeah, no. It's very complicated. I don't know. I don't yeah. know the answer is. I wish I had one for you. J.D., you were right. Robbie Gold wins it. Uh, Automatic, baby. Automatic. Yeah. 23-20, the Niners win. And uh, the Chiefs and Buccaneers uh, is a three-point game now. So, it's uh, some interesting football out there. J.D., appreciate it as always. Sorry you didn't get to spend the night with Domovsky. Well, you know, there's always next year. <laughs> yes, there he is. My, he said my loyalty points are going to be honored for 2021. There you go. Good. There and, you go. We and get Fred, to... also, Fred, DeAndre Carter is the punt returner. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, That's you know the what? new guy this week, DeAndre right. Carter. Well, yeah, until he might get hurt, now we'll have Anthony Miller back there again. So <laughs> right. you, exactly. you, you never know how it works. J.D., appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Thanks, J.D. Jeff Dickerson joining us each and every pregame show. He's brought to you by Miller Lite. Uh, we come back. Teddy Greenstein, he's with now with PointsBet Sportsbook. He'll give us a look at how the bets are going for PointsBet Sportsbook as we lead you up to Bears and the Packers. We're talking about it right here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports, talking Bears football. Back with more Bears insights after a timeout. ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J. Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. minutes maybe 25 minutes we'll take a look at uh how our espn sports polls our polls have done for on twitter you can go to at espn 1000 uh mitch trubisky will be the bears starting quarterback for one more game until Foles returns rest of the season or four more years and also which team would you rather be a fan of today the bears and the lions and when bears fans hear that they go what are you talking about but brian you laid it out pretty perfectly They've got a quarterback. Now they're going to have a new coach and a new GM. Maybe things can change in Detroit. Well, every year, every time they do this, you think <laughs> things are going to change in Detroit. And I think they have one playoff win in the last 40 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it is a clean slate, and you do know who your quarterback is. Right. Moving forward with Chicago Bears, uh, here's an offense that tonight over under 17 points, averaging 19.1 points a game in a league that's nothing but about offense and rules to create offense and, you know, high-scoring games. So where's your confidence in Ryan Pace with his drafting and signing abilities, free agent signing, some good, some not so good. Um, the most, you know, damning pick was Trubisky, number two overall. Yep. And now he's living with that. And uh, where's your confidence in Matt Nagy as a, as a head coach? He's, the team does, does play hard for him. But that only carries you so far, and right now it's carried you to a four-game losing streak. 
Yeah, it has. And uh, now they have game number five right there in front of them today at Lambeau Field, the 720 kick as the Bears take on the Packers. And uh, each and every week, Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet Sportsbook, he jumps on, tells us how the betting is going. So, Teddy, how are things right now? Hello and happy Sunday, guys. The Bears line opened at 8.5, grew to 9.5, and has shrunk to 8. PointsBet is offering a special price on spread bets. We're minus 105 instead of the standard minus 110. About 60% of our bets in handle have been on Mitch Draberski and company. The total is a modest 44.5, and over-under action has been split. If you want to get creative, PointsBet has 195 ways to wager on the game. How about a teaser that gives the Bears plus 15.5 and and under 50.5? That combo pays minus 110. You can also bet on the first to score a touchdown, of course. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are co-favored at plus 500. And next is David Montgomery at 9-1. Trubisky is 30-1. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Teddy. He'll join us each and every uh, pregame show. We've got five more games coming up, and they are all noon starts for the Bears. Next one coming up next week when they take on Detroit. And uh, no surprise that uh, the favorites to score first are Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. Uh, No, because uh, uh, Devontae Adams has eight touchdowns in the last five games. Yeah. Uh, you got to like his odds. Uh, You would think they might even be shorter odds than that, right? You would think, right. So maybe uh, getting, a, getting a break there. Well, and, and can the Bears actually score first and, and play with a lead against uh, these Green Bay Packers? That's the only way they're going to win. They can't be playing catch-up because we know what that looks like. Yeah, and, you know, I'm all for, and I've uh, for a year and a half, two years, maybe three, I used to sit here on Saturday mornings and Murph and I would go back and forth about the whole thing about winning the toss and then deferring because it, that's the only time you can possibly get – the ball in back-to-back possessions, okay? So it makes sense. But something, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is the guy on the offensive side, if the Bears win the toss, would it be outrageous for them to say, you know what, we're going to take the ball. We're going to try and get a first down. We're going to try and hold on to the ball a little bit before we have to give it up to Aaron Rodgers. Because otherwise, immediately the defense is there. And Rodgers gets the chance. I wonder sometimes if, he, you know, you want to go out there and say, here, let's see what the offense can do against it. You know, the the Packers defense isn't tremendous. I mean, they're, no. a lot, you know, but um, it would be nice to see if uh, if they would do that. I, I know they usually don't. It's push button now. You win the toss, you defer. It's always that, that way. And um, every once Not in a while, with you. it works out. I'm, I'm with you. What do you have to lose? Right. What do you have to lose? Maybe you get some confidence going on this offense. Maybe you actually do run the ball effectively. Again, Green Bay on first and second downs when they're in the dime package, allow more than five yards per carry. So maybe maybe you, you throw a little surprise party and get them thinking a little bit. Uh, why wouldn't you? you know, the, We know what the Bears' defense is all about. Again, with Akeem Hicks out, it's a different defense. With right. Robert Quinn being in, missing in action, it's not nearly as, as good as it should be uh, given what you have invested in him. But I'm, I'm with you. Why not? You're on the road. No one thinks you're going to win this game. Sure. The, the line's gone up to nine and a half, as you heard Teddy say, and now back to eight. That's still a very healthy line. And and, and why not? I, I would. I'd be. I, I, but you're right. It's it, it's now just you know. It's it's right. It's, everyone does it. Everyone just you, you don't get in trouble if, if you're with everybody else, right? You sure. Just defer. Well, yeah, and that's what the one thing about this league. 
Uh, and I guess all sports really comes down to it, but it's a copycat league. When when you see one thing happening, the next year they try to change it. Heck, that's that's why Matt Nagy came here. You wanted to be like the Kansas City Chiefs offense, right? You wanted to, and here's a guy that was there with Andy Reid, who knew the offense and knew how to call it, and uh, or at least we thought knew how to call it. As you continuously watch the uh, Chiefs run the ball, sometimes you know, and and you know, and you don't see the Bears run the ball. So, um, speaking of Trubisky. Um, he will be starting, and it will not be, for the first time, it will not be Matt Nagy in his ear. It'll be Bill Lazor, and he talked on Friday about working with Lazor instead of Nagy. Yeah, it's been good, um, and, and that's been the main thing, just coming back. I just want to make sure that these coaches are hearing what I have to say and, and, and um, taking the factor, that the input that I want to have in this offense coming back and just running things that I'm comfortable with and f- things that I feel like will have success this weekend. So just get on the same page as Coach Laser. Uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to work with him. It's been great all week just communicating, uh, being on the same page, working through things. And um, I feel like he's going to put us in a good spot to be successful this weekend. And it's up to us as players to go out there and execute. So whatever the call is, um, all 11 guys believing in it, playing as one, uh, will be most important, but uh, we, we've had a good relationship over this last week, just uh, putting a plan together, and uh, it's up to us to go out there and make it work. Yeah, that's Mitchell Trubisky. He sounded kind of excited to work with Bill Lazor. Well, it was interesting to hear J.D. tell us that Matt Nagy's done with Mitch Trubisky, and, and maybe more surprisingly, Mitch Trubisky is done with Matt Nagy. Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds like that that's kind of a backhand to Matt Nagy uh, when he says, oh, it's great communicating with the coaches this week, and Tell him, you know, what I like to do, and, and and it almost sounds like a different type of conversation. But that said, you know, Mitch Trubisky brought his own problems uh, upon himself too, and sure. and Matt Nagy was his uh, once again in his corner cheerleading again this week, as all head coaches will do, trying to build up the guy who they gave up on nine weeks ago, but saying what a, you know a different quarterback he is. He's an improved quarterback. We went back to the Matt Nagy. This guy looks good in practice. Quarterback. Um, but it is interesting that J.D. has picked up on the fact that Mitch Trubisky is calling it a blindside, you know, right. is, is not, I guess, is not very forgiving of how he thought he was handled by Matt Nagy. But look, if you're the second overall pick and you're in the final year of your rookie contract because you didn't pick up the option, um, the fact that there was even a question as to how short the leash was this year speaks to your performance as much as anything else. Sure, there's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. I mean, and I and I think he he would realize that too. It's not he did not do what he has been expected to do, and because of that, he's in that position. Uh, we come back. Rob Domovsky from ESPN NFL Nation. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about taking care of JD this, this weekend, but uh, he will tell us the latest on what's going on with Green Bay as they prepare for this game. Don't forget Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app now. And I actually have something I just saw. It's actually breaking news. Something happened in Kansas City. We'll talk about. About that we come back here on ESPN 1000. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley on the new ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Bears football. football. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Rodgers gets out, floats it, Cobb! Touchdown, Randall Cobb! He 
second of the game. I remember that game was particularly upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I remember the Don Mikowski game. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that. Wasn't that the, he went over the line or he didn't go over the line? Yeah, an illegal forward pass right. upon further review, touchdown, and uh, yeah, 1989, I want to say. Oh, I, my I was God. up there for that, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they play 200, this will be the 201st time they play. When they play that many times, there are, you would think there'd be even more good highlights for the Bears. <laughs> Unfortunately, not so many. Uh, let's go to the phones and talk to our guy, Rob Domovsky, ESPN NFL Nation, who. I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, didn't have to worry about waking up with Jeff Dickerson uh, after an overnight <laughs> stay. So what's going on, Rob? I told J.D. his room is untouched at uh, my house from last year, and all Domofsky rewards points and loyalty <laughs> that is car- carries over to 2021. There you go. There you go. We, now we just have to hope everything, you know, everything's a little bit different next year. Knock on wood or whatever else I you believe so. in. Yeah. Um, how are, I mean, the Packers obviously none too happy going into the halftime last week, 28-14, feeling good yeah. about themselves, and then end up losing to the Colts. Uh, has the whole week been about talking about trying to bounce back after a, a disgusting loss that shouldn't have happened? Yeah, there's been a little bit of that, Fred. Now, the interesting thing is they actually came out of that game a little bit feeling better about themselves than I thought because it kind of was a collapse, but um, I think they felt like they played really well, and they just had a bad third quarter where they only touched the ball twice and, and went three and out both times, and, and their defense couldn't you know couldn't stop anybody. So, um, you know, th- th- it was like 20-some offensive plays to six, like 28 to six in terms of plays in the third quarter. And then they go down and, you know, kind of have a desperation drive to force overtime, and then everybody saw the fumble uh, in overtime, you know, when they were backed up right to start. So I think they felt like they probably should have won the game. Hey, Rob, when you look at Aaron Rodgers this year, and he's got the the completion best percentage, 68.2%, since his best since 2011, his all-pro season then, and that was 68.3 in every number. I mean, he's leading the league in passer rating and – and the TDs and everything else, 29 TDs. What has his relation been with, with Matt LaFleur uh, versus uh, Mike McCarthy? And how much did the Jordan Love being drafted, uh, did that mo- was that oversold, that that motivated him? No. What's different about Aaron? Yeah, no, I don't think it was, Brian. And, and like, here's the thing. When, I remember when, you know, the night they make the pick, somebody who knows Rodgers well texted me and said, this is going to light a fire under his, you know, you know what, and and he, even though he hasn't admitted, you know that 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 was the case. I think it's a combination of all of it. Um, you know, they're in the second year with Lafleur, and look, like they went thirteen and three last year, but their offense didn't look like what it looks like now. And I think everybody just, you know, sort of chalked it up to getting used to a, a new system, a new coach. And and I think in the second year, we've really seen the difference that it's made as far as Rogers' buy-in and believing in what they're doing. And Lafleur, you know, sort of implementing more of the offense that he wanted, more of the uh, McVay Shanahan type of system, and and that involves a lot of pre-snap motion, uh, a lot of play action stuff, which you know they had kind of gotten away from in the the latter years of the McCarthy uh, years. I mean, you know, the last three four years of McCarthy, they basically would line up in three wides all the time, spread it out, and chuck the ball down the field, and and it just stopped working. Not saying it wasn't great. Uh, you know, for a while, but like everything in the NFL, people catch up to it. So um, I think the fact that, you know, that Rodgers has really bought in 
to what LaFleur is doing is, is the biggest reason that their offense looks so much better than it did last year. Rob Domofsky from ESPN NFL Nation follows the Packers, joining us here on ESPN 1000. One of the things that surprised us when um, Jimmy Graham came here is he caught only five touchdown passes in two years yeah. with Aaron Rodgers up there. Well, right now you have Tunyon, who has six this year and still six yeah. games to go. Um, has has um, Aaron just had more fun going to the tight end this year? Has he just worked better? Uh, he seems like he's finding everybody. When Lazard's healthy, yeah. he finds him. He just right. seems really happy in the offense. Yeah, I think they're just using they're using weapons better. And and look, I you know I didn't think Graham would come back and and have even the year that he's had this year. You know whether you think it's a good year or not. I, I still I didn't think he'd even be this productive because he looked really bad here. He looked old. He looked unathletic. Um, and they tried to force the ball to him here, and it just it just didn't work. Um, and and you know maybe just again maybe it was just a bad fit for him here. Maybe this offense just wasn't you know wasn't the right fit for him. But um, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I think a lot of people up here sort of chuckled when, you know, the Bears gave them the kind of money that they did. A lot of uh, people down here, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I know I know some people, you know, like some people would, every time Graham would, would you know, make a play this year, I'd get a, a text from somebody, oh, see, you, should, you shouldn't have run him out of town or whatever. Well, um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't know why it didn't work here. Um, but but Tanyan is, he's super athletic. Um, you know, Rogers really likes him. Not saying he didn't like Graham because he still talks about Graham. But for whatever reason, they've just been able to move the ball around. And again, could just be year two of this offense. And you know, everybody was sort of railing on these guys for not adding a weapon, myself included. But you know, and, and I know they tried at the trade deadline to get Will Will Fuller, the receiver out of Houston. But you know, I'm not sure that they need anything more on on offense. I think where they need it is on defense because they still. You know, in, from what I've seen, still cannot stop the run. So, given the Bears thirty uh, second in the league in rushing, and behind whatever makeshift offensive line they have week to week, yeah. can you make a case where the Bears could, if they actually commit it to the run, uh, like Frank Reich did after halftime of, of right. the game last week? I mean, could they do any damage there and and you know keep time of possession balanced and maybe find a way to pull this out? That's what I would try, and like I mean, you mentioned Reich. That's an interesting thing because they're down two touchdowns, and who who comes out thinking they're going to run the ball? I mean, uh, and yet they ran it on the. I think Brian, it was the first eight plays of that yeah. drive in the third quarter, and Packers couldn't stop them, and so they kept doing it, kept doing it, and look, this was the problem that the Packers had last season. I mean, you know, the Forty ers ran it forty two times against them in the NFC Championship game. And, I mean, they weren't even hiding it. Like, everybody knew they were going to run the ball. The Packers still couldn't stop them. Uh, the Packers' defense is built for two things. One, playing with a lead, which is, you know, what you're going to get when you have Rodgers a lot. And two, rushing the passer, which is what you do, you know, when you have a lead, is you figure teams are going to pass. They, they have good edge rushers. They have good corners. But they are not built to stop the run. And uh, that's what I would do um, if I were Nagy or whoever's calling plays. Um, I, I would definitely tr- test them early and often on the ground. Well, a lot of people here in Chicago had a feeling one way or another about Adrian Amos when and he went up there to Green Bay. Yeah. How's he played this year for the for the pack? Yeah, steady. Like I mean, he 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 sort of is here what he was in Chicago, where he's not a big play guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know what Jackson Eddie Jackson got all made all the big plays in the secondary, right? He right. was a he was a complimentary piece there, and I would say the same thing here. But, Fred, they're not taking the ball away at all. Like, that's what one of the differences, too, on defense is, 
I mean, they're, they're just nobody, whether it's Amos, Jair Alexander, who's an absolutely fantastic corner, you know, one of the best cover guys in the league. I think he's only got one interception. They're just not taking the ball away. That goes for Amos. That goes for Alexander. I mean, they're just not getting takeaways. Rob, you know, you know the Packers are going to pay lip service to the great rivalry between the Bears and the Packers. <laughs> 201st meeting, blah, blah, yep. blah. Do they really believe that, given the, the results over the uh, decades? I think I saw a stat, Brian, that it uh, since with I should say with Favre and Rodgers, the Packers are forty-one and fifteen. Um, now there's some games in there where Rodgers didn't play, um, you know, because of a collarbone injury a couple times. But with either Favre or Rodgers at quarterback, forty-one and fifteen, I think is what it was. Sorry, forty-one and fifteen. And I mean, like that's not really a rivalry in, no. in, in, in that case, right? I mean, when I first got up here in 1997, and, and Fred knows I grew up in Chicago, yep. like it was uh, 97. The Bears had I don't know what their lead was. It was about 18 or 20 games in the series, you know. And now what? They're it's, they're minus four. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 so much different than when I was a kid, um, you know, watching the rivalry from the other side. And I would I would argue that. You know, they can say all they want, but right now the Packers' biggest rival is probably the Vikings. Rob, we appreciate it as always. We'll see how the game goes. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to hear the on January 3rd, it'll be here to wrap up the season. And, um, you know, I was looking. If the Bears, the Bears could probably, they need to win one of these, I'm thinking, because the games in between are, um, when you look at them, say winnable. But I guess when the team's lost four in a row, it's hard to say any game's winnable, right? <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're coming off their bye, right? So yeah. uh, we'll see if anything changed. <laughs> we appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot. All right, we'll be seeing you guys. Take care, Rob. Rob Domovsky from ESPN NFL Nation. And it's it's interesting to me, Rodgers has thrown just four interceptions all year, and he, he brought up the point. They have only five this season. They, huh. don't, they don't take the ball away. And, um, you know, maybe that's a good thing for Mitch. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they, you know, just just keep that number in your head. They only have five interceptions all year. So um, hopefully they don't make that, you know, they don't build on that number later on tonight. 312-332-3776. That's the number for you to remember to call as soon as the game is over. Because as soon as the game's over, it'll be Jeff Meller, Howard Griffith. They will be here breaking it down for you for two hours, talking Bears and Packers. We come back, we'll have the results of our poll questions. Also, we'll give you our bold predictions. John Davis gets to jump on in as he's producing the show for us. Tyler Rocky, he's hit on some nice ones earlier in the year. We'll see what we can do for some bold predictions. Brian, I basically think any prediction we make that's positive for the Bears would be a bold prediction today, right? Let's work on it. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Stick around. We'll be right back. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Fred Eubner and Brian Hanlon. Back soon. Bet on it. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN1000. And this time he will get sacked, lose the ball, and Mack took the ball away. Seconds, third and 19. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Mack 
with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. How crazy was that? It was so crazy that Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth decided not to do the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be uh, Mike Tirico and yeah, Tony Dungy. Sam Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Catherine Tappan, come on, as a hockey guy, you want, Sam was great in hockey. Yes. Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when yeah. played without helmets. Speaking of back in the day, it was great when Khalil Mack would make those big plays too, wasn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. That was always <laughs> nice. Uh, points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now and get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. We had a couple of uh, sports polls out there. Uh, based on the Bears, and uh, Sean Davis will let you know exactly how they turned out. Sean? Let's start with the first one concerning Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky will be the Bears' starting quarterback for one more game until Foles returns. Rest of the season and four more years were the options. Coming in at the top, 70.7% of the fans say the rest of the season, Fred. Do they really? Wow, yeah, no they turning do. back. Yeah, no, no turning back. back. Right behind that is until Foles returns. And then we'll go to four more years. And then one more game coming in at four percent. Yeah, Ryan Pace uh, voted four more years. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, even if he was here or isn't here, either one. <laughs> yeah, and how about the other one? The other one. Which team would you rather be a fan of today? As you said before, Brian turned man. He definitely explained why you could go to the other side for the Lions. He did. I but, don't know if we were listening. Yeah, they, no, didn't. they, they were. didn't. It was a landslide. Bears eighty-eight point eight percent. Lions coming. Recount. In. It was rigged. <laughs> yeah, but see, there's still that's still like you know there's still a percent there. There's still like eleven you know percent. Yeah. That's uh, wait till the mail-in votes come in. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> right. Wait till wait, wait till we recount and everything else. That'll change. Um, bold predictions. We do this uh, a couple weeks ago. We had one of the better ones when we talked about Cole Komet scoring the first touchdown and or scoring a touchdown. Period. And he was like twenty-two to one to score a touchdown. While Cap bet him to score the first one, which was like ninety to one. Ninety to one. He cashed. Yeah, ninety to one. That's pretty. Cap nice. needs the money. Yeah, he does. He doesn't work enough jobs, you know. That's exactly right. Not doing that cub stuff now, so yeah. it's tough. But uh, so I've got one really quickly. Let me give you one of mine because I've I've kind of been leading you to the point that maybe this guy's going to struggle today. But even though Aaron Rodgers has thrown only four interceptions, I think Jalen Johnson is going to pick one off tonight. Wow. I'm not going to say he's going to return it anywhere. I'm just saying he's going to re- he's going to pick one off because you know the ball's going to be in the air. Um, Aaron Jones could run for a lot of yards today too because every once in a while you'll see that where Aaron Jones he's had he's had some nice games. Uh, Packer running backs have had nice games against the Bears, but I think Jalen Johnson will get an uh, interception. Boy, that tonight. would uh, that football would look very nice on in his rec room, right? Wouldn't I it mean, though? He'll he'll keep that one for he, sure. He might he might ask Aaron to sign it. Heck, I would <laughs> see how that works out for him. <laughs> Uh, the Bears are dead last in rushing, as we've been talking about. Yep. 782 yards this year. Now think about that. Only one other team has failed to break 1,000 yards rushing to this point in the season. That would be your Houston Texans, and they actually have a legitimate quarterback. Right. Um, 217 attempts rushing. Well, well below. Uh, the last in the league by, by a long shot. Right. Some way, somehow, even given the offensive line woes and, and Montgomery coming back from concussion, I predict, bold prediction, the Bears will find a way to get more than 100 yards rushing, and they're averaging 78.2. Um, 
And, and I think they'll probably be around 120, 125. They have to be. If they want to even have a, a perb win in this game, they have to get it done, and they have to stick to it. See, you're you're smart. You're not saying that one guy will gain that many yards. No, you're no, You're saying combined with, right. with Mitch and yeah. with Cordero Patterson and with with Montgomery and with Mooney. Lamar Miller and, yeah, hand the ball to Mooney, anything. Yeah, sure, yeah. anything. Combined rushing yards. Okay, 125. What do you got, Sean? Something that you and Brian lamented over, right? Quinn, Mack, are they going to show up? Uh-huh. Tonight, I think they show up. Four sacks between the two of them. Four? Four sacks between the two of them. The Bears only have 12 on the season. Oh, so boy. That's, that's about as bold as you can get. It really is. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So I'll go on out on that limb. Four yeah. sacks between Quinn and Mack. Yeah, that would be bold. Um, so those are our bold predictions. You know, I, I mentioned at the bottom of the hour that um, I had some breaking news from the, yeah, Kansas the, the, the Tampa City. game. Yeah, Tampa-Kansas City game. The game ended, and guess what happened? Tom Brady stayed on the field, and he congratulated just about everybody on the Kansas City Chiefs. He oh, shook I hands thought, with I everyone. Thought he, I thought he thought there was another down. <laughs> no, not this time. But oh, no. you know, they they had the camera on him. He went and saw Mahomes. He went and uh, you know shook hands with a couple of the defensive players. He found Travis Kelsey. I think he was just looking for guys to shake hands with because he's probably gotten a little tired of every Monday saying you didn't shake hands with this guy. You walked off the field. You didn't shake hands with him. Well, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes should have uh, shook hands with everyone on Tampa's defense. Yeah. When you look at the numbers he put up. He threw to eight different players today. Eight, eight different players caught passes, and as you mentioned at, at halftime, he had uh, he was on pace for he ended up with four hundred and sixty-two yards. That's pretty good, right? Thirty-seven of forty-nine, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's what it looks like for a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, uh, Tariq Hill, uh, ten catches, two hundred and sixty-nine yards, and three touchdowns, and. You know, none of the other guys, they didn't have to worry about any of the other guys. The, the weird part is, that, you well, know. Kelsey, Kelsey eight, eight targets, eight receptions, 82 yards. Okay, that's not bad. The yeah. um, the In the fourth quarter of that game, there were three different penalties called for the defensive guys going to the head of the quarterback. They did it to Mahomes once and Brady twice. It's like, wow. I mean, how stupid are you guys? I mean, it, you know, it happened earlier today in the Jacksonville game. Cleveland on fourth down was they were getting the, they were done. They stopped the play, and it got called because the defender went to the head of uh, Mike Lennon, which is a tall stretch to get yeah. to Mike Lennon's yeah. head. Boy, that's a that's a roundhouse reach right there, yeah. right? Yeah, it really is. So, Brian, the next five weeks we'll be here on Sundays from ten till twelve with Bears pregames. Next week they get the Detroit Lions, a little bit of an easier game. Um, we don't know what this one's going to play out at, but uh, the Lions will definitely be easier than tonight's will. That's a given. That's a yeah. we can gear. That's a bold prediction. It is. And Bonus. That's, that's a very bold prediction. Don't forget, as soon as the game is over, Jeff Meller, Howard Griffith, they break it down for you. They'll be here for two hours afterwards, maybe talking about a Bears victory. I don't know. Win or lose, they'll be here. Thanks to Sean Davis. Thanks to JD and Rob Domovsky. And uh, enjoy the game. Thanks for listening here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports, talking Bears football. Back with more Bears insights after a timeout. ESPN 1000.